welcome to episode five of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. I'm Danny Lacey, and right now I'm going through the pains of growing a business from ground up. As CEO and founder of a video marketing company, I have the responsibility and indeed the accountability of having employed over 25 staff, servicing over 150 clients, generating revenue of over £2 million, and dealing with the stress and anxiety and everything else that gets thrown at you of growing a business, including times where we almost lost everything. This is the Diary of an Entrepreneur. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about staying focused when growing a business, which is a huge problem for a lot of people in business. At my CEO operating system and the part it plays in keeping me focused, I will be bearing all uh, the systems and tools that I use to keep me organized and I'll be sharing my personal and business goals and discussing how this steers how I grow the business, mainly the personal goals side of things. And also what I go through when I'm having a bad day at the office and all I want to do is pull my hair out. So let's get started on the Diary of an Entrepreneur. Uh, but first things first, at this point, we always take a look back and uh, give you a few updates on how we're getting on in the business. Again, to give you some context, because at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to do, grow a business. It exists. There's 11 of us in-house working from a little office in Wakefield. All working remotely at the minute, of course, because of the C word. Uh, so it's been a busy week since we uh, since the last recording, the last episode. Uh, we've got a new face in the business. David Smith has joined us as marketing manager, and he's going to help us ramp up our marketing strategy to help raise the visibility of our services to a wider B2B and agency marketplace. Super excited about this, and he's already making uh, good grounds, just getting his feet under the table, figuring things out, and uh, coming up with some ideas. And, and uh, so very excited about that. Uh, we had a batch. I've had a batch of one-to-ones with the team. Uh, really useful for making sure that everybody's happy, but also to share any company plans or news with everybody individually. And it's something that I do religiously, uh, at least once a month, once every two months if we're really busy. Uh, but it's a good opportunity to catch up with the, each individual member of the team and uh, just to make sure we're all on the same page. Uh, we've introduced a results-based workplace recently uh, where the team get to choose when and where they work. I'm now introducing, and this is what I've been sharing with the team this week, I'm reducing a more ad hoc pay review scheme. That means that the team won't have to wait one or two years for the next review. And these are going to be done more often and in line with their personal performance as well as the performance of the business overall, which I think is quite important. All right, so if the company's doing really well, and as a direct result of a particular member of the team working working hard or introducing something new or whatever it might be, their salary will uh, uh, will grow alongside that. So if uh, so, I think it's just more of a kind of incentive thing. And also in the one-to-ones, I get to find out what drives each person individually. All right, is it money? Is it family? Is it holidays? Car? I don't know. Whatever it is, and to see how the business can help with that. I've also been working on my personal brand content, uh, which I know sounds up like a bit of an ego trip, but you know it's less of a taboo subject these days. We've all got a personal brand, and we've all got a voice, and we've all got knowledge and experiences. And so I decided to, to ramp up the whole personal brand thing. Uh, new website coming. We've got this podcast, uh, videos, blogs, and uh, tons of other bits and pieces coming your way. All right. So let's get back to it then. Let's get back to the... This episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. 
just wanted something a little lighter to, uh, to, to break us in, to get us in. Right, first of all, must stress, uh, working from home at the minute, and I have a family, and uh, this isn't a soundproof booth that I'm working from. It's my spare room at home, which is now an office, technically. But if you hear bangs and clatterings downstairs, or crying, or somebody running around yelling, then uh, please forgive me. It's life, and it's lockdown, and it, it is what it is. So uh, we're talking about operating systems, because one of the big things, uh, issues I have had in business generally is, is staying organised, staying focused. I put a lot of time and effort in. You know, there was a time when I would work 15 hours a day, seven days a week, and and I so the effort would be there. But I would worry, and my main concern would be, is it the best possible 15 hours a week, seven days a week? So I think if we're all honest, all those that claim to work insane hours, and which is fine, you're entitled to work as many hours as you want, of course. But I think if you really looked at it, drilled into it, is it the best possible 15 hours, seven days a week that you're uh, utilizing? And for me, I don't think it was. I would spend a lot of time procrastinating, staring at a blank screen, and eventually getting focused and doing a little bit of work, and then more procrastination. So even though I would sit there and say, yeah, I work 15 hours, it's non- it, a lot of it was procrastination and, and not very focused or efficient. So over the years, as I was getting older and more wiser and more knowledgeable, and I'm reading books, reading blogs, following uh, other business owners uh, who've had uh, huge amounts of success online and they're all sharing their stories and, and processes in books. I eventually got to a stage where I'm at now where I think I'm way more, I'm working less hours. I'm not doing the 15 hours a day, um, but I'm more focused. And that time that I am spending is, is zoned in. Don't get me wrong. I still procrastinate like the best of us. Um, but it's, it's a little, there's a little bit more laser focused there at the minute. So in this episode, I want to break that down and just share my processes. And in the hope that it may help you in some way and that you'll get some kind of takeaway from this, uh, but also so you can, we can all compare notes because uh, I'm sure there'll be business owners, uh, uh, listening right now of, of varying levels of success who have different ways and methods of doing things. And you might hear things that I'm talking about and think, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Oh yeah, I do that too. And, but I do it this way. And so that's the whole point of it. Again, it's not me saying uh, that this is how you should do it. And, and, and this is the right way of doing it. It's just how I do it. And, 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 it, and it's horses for courses. It's whatever works for you. Uh, but the whole point in this diary of an entrepreneur is to share this sort of stuff. And if you find it useful, ace. If not, ACE2, I think. Um, so part one is defining the operator. What is the operating system? Okay, so staying laser focused and organized, that's been a real, real problem for me over the years. And I've spent many hours trying to figure out where my sweet spot is for keeping on top of everything, everything. Because if you're not keeping on top of everything, things are going to go really slow. And again, that time isn't going to get used to the best. So uh, I'm looking at uh, like things like the calendar versus the to-do list, computer apps, notebooks, scrap pieces of paper, my memory, and all that sort of stuff. It's it, it, there's a sea of um, of useful resources that are available. So, but it's it's organizing all of that. The biggest issues has quite simply been that I'm trying to do too much at any one time and I'm left, often left with a feeling of being, um, I guess, overwhelmed is the way to sum it up. All right. Which in turn is an open invite for periods of procrastination, which sometimes can lead to little mini bouts of depression. When you're frustrated because you're unable to do the work that you need to get done because you're overwhelmed, you're not quite sure where to start, what to do you get frustrated with yourself, you get down, and it leads to some little mini mental health breakdowns, which I'm going to 
touch on a little bit more further in the further on in this in this episode. So, you know what it's like. You're starting a comp- uh, staring at a computer screen. You know you have all these things that need to be done. And as the owner of a business, a growing business, that is a lot of things. As you know, a lot of things. But which button do you press first? Then which button do you press second and third and so on and so forth? And that all gets a bit muggy. And again, that's when procrastination gets to set in. And I've had I've dealt I had to fight, a real fight with this over the years. So only recently have I discovered the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS, after reading a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. That's Traction by Gino Wickman. Highly recommend that you read this book. Now, I've read, I've listened to, I don't read books, but I listen. I listen to hours and hours of audio books. Uh, I, I can't, I can, of course I can read, but I, I'm just, I don't have the attention span to get past page three before my mind wanders. So I like, I prefer to listen to audio books every day of the week. I listen to hours a month. And so I listen to two, Traction by Gino Wickman. And what I've done is I've adapted it slightly because the fortunately the book came with loads of downloads, PDFs and all sorts of stuff, which made it really useful. So I've adapted it slightly to suit me, but it's hugely influential in how I'm organizing myself and keeping myself focused. This is by far the most effective method I've used to keep myself organized and again, laser focused on what I need to do. So my operating system, my own operating system was born. Let's call it the CEO OS operating system. Now it's made up of four key categories for things that need all of my attention all of the time with minimal distractions. These four categories are then broken down into subcategories and eventually to-do items. Now, these items are based on what we need to do to achieve our company goals. Because what I'm going to talk about a little bit later on is, is my personal and company goals. The, 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 the two things that I'm striving to get to in the next however long, 10 years, whatever it might be, that's the end goal. That's the, the, the finishing line. And that's something that we, we all have to have goals. Otherwise, what is the point? We all need to have goals in life. We all need to have targets and, and direction. And so, uh, so, so basically, again, the operating system is, is designed to enable me to get to those goals based on those categories. So, so again, these are all based on what we need to do for the uh, company to achieve its goals. These tasks are then organized into do, delegate, or delete categories. Okay, so that means, uh, is it something that only I can do? If so, how important is it? And does it need to be done now? If so, then that goes on the do list. If it's something that I could delegate to somebody else or outsource or, you know, pay uh, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 pounds, whatever it might be to outsource it, delegate it, then that goes onto the delegate list. And then there's the delete list. Is it really that important? Am I being anally retentive about something that's not going to move the needle for the business and is just me being me? If so, goes on the delete list and it gets chucked in the in in the bin. So those are the three uh, things. That's the those are the three filters. They are everything goes through before it then eventually makes you through into the next bit, which is eventually the to-do list. And I'll talk more about that in a second. So knowing my, so my operating system comprises of the following four categories. There's vision, team, knowledge, and evangelize. And let me explain how they break down. So vision quite simply is the business plan. Where is the business? Where do I want the business to go? And how are we going to get there? How do we want to get there? That's more important, actually, not how do we get there, but 
not why we get, how we get there is really important. So what's the end goal and how do we, that's it, how do we want to get there? Then there's team. So this is really important. So it's, it's a, a big part of my job. It's a big part of any business leader's job is team, getting the right bums on the right seats, getting the right talent with the right kind of attitude and making sure you're hiring people who are not as enthusiastic as you, because that's impossible and you'll never find anybody like that. But people who are, who are enthusiastic, not about, not just about themselves and their own careers and their own lives, but about what you are trying to achieve as a business owner. Do they understand you? Do they believe in you? Do they trust what you are trying to do? So team is a massive part of the operating system because without the right kind of team in place, we ain't going anywhere. That's as, it's as simple as that. Then there's knowledge. It's really important as the head of the business to know your industry inside and out, to keep on top of that knowledge, to keep it updated, to keep it fresh and to be able to, and this I think is probably key and something that I've definitely learned over the years, but to be able to converse with your peers. So when you're in a room with uh, influencers, high profile business people, investors, your bank or whoever it might be, potential clients, um, being able to have conversations at an intellectual level that um, doesn't seem out of place when you're having said conversation with anybody in the room, I think that is really, really important. Um, so, so reading audio books, following people online, uh, having mentors, all that sort of stuff is, is key. Knowledge is power. It's absolutely true. The amount of times I've been in conversations with potential clients, been pitching for work, and I've been able to take the conversation up a level or two uh, and, and get really detailed in video, in video marketing, and that has won us the work. So knowledge is really important, and that should be a key focus in the operating system. However you consume it, you need to be doing it. All right, and, and, and I think that's key. And the other thing, evangelize, which is basically marketing and sales. All right. You need to shout about your business. You need to be the head of the marketing. I don't, you don't necessarily need to be the one doing the marketing. So the social media posts and designing things and all that sort of jazz, that's stuff to be delegated, which leads back to what I said earlier. Uh, But evangelizing about your business, you are the head of the business. You are the key marketing person. All business owners are marketeers and salespeople. All right. You are glorified marketeers and glorified salespeople. It's something that I've definitely come to learn over the years. And you have to have a voice and you need to be able to sell your business, not just to prospective, to prospective clients, but to uh, possible recruits, candidates, people applying for work, um, or investors or suppliers, even whoever it is, you still need to be ahead evangelizing. So those four categories make up my operating system. Um, So when creating tasks that I need to focus on to help grow the business, they need to fit in with these categories. And that's just the very top line. So the CEO OS gets much more granular than that. And I'll elaborate on that in, in a short while. But importantly, more important than anything else, everything is documented. It's written down. It's there in black and white. It's got a name and a process. And I have to be disciplined enough to follow it. And that, that's easier said than done. And I don't always get it right. And to be fair, it's not all set in stone. There is flexibility in there, but at least it's something for me to fall back on, something for me to follow. And my little brain needs that. And so that's why, and it's taken me years to get to this stage, but I finally found a system 
uh, a process, a name that I can work with and that works well with me. All right. Hopefully that's all making sense so far. So, so that's how I'm defining my operating system. So in the next part, I'm going to talk about the tools um, and systems that I'm using right now to be able to deliver on and achieve the vision, the team knowledge, evangelizing side of my operating system. All right. Okay, cool. And by the way, if you've got any questions on any of this stuff, drop me a direct email. Uh, the email at my direct email address is coming up at the end of this episode, right? You can email me directly. Happy to have a conversation. I'll even jump on a Teams call with you. I love, you know, as you can imagine, and you can probably tell, I enjoy talking about this topic. I'm passionate about it. And I love sharing the knowledge. Okay, so systems and tools that I'm using right now. Now, we know that the top line CEO operating system, uh, so we know that. We know what that looks like. We've seen the four categories. Uh we now need to get more detailed to truly understand the key result areas that need my attention. So these are the tasks and jobs that if I do and give my attention to, they're going to move the needle for the business. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm going to start with my operating system folder um, and files stored on my computer. So it's all digital, easily accessible anywhere in the world, wherever I am. I can access it on my phone, on my computer, on an iPad, wherever. Uh, and so this is how it's uh, it's broken down. So first of all, I've got a folder labeled CEO OS 2020 or whatever year we are in at that moment in time. So I'm, I've already set up my folder for next year because we're in November at the end, very end of November at the minute as at the time of recording this. So I'm prepping next year's operating system. So each year the operating system changes slightly, it, it evolves, there are different targets and goals. And I need the operating system folder to reflect that. But at the moment, I'm working from CEO OS 2020. All right. Okay. So that's one for top line folder. Within that, there are several documents that all contain all of the important information that I need to grow the business. These docs are labeled zero to 13, which indicates where they sit in the system. Zero is the top, top document and includes all of the bigger picture goals, uh, as the numbers uh, rise, the detail becomes more granular. So documents three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten include a little bit more detail broken down that will all eventually come together and help deliver on those top line uh, goals. All right. This sounds very, very anal, I know, and it's uh, very uh, particular, but it, honestly, it's been years in development and it does work. And again, I'm not saying that you should be doing this yourself, but maybe some variation on this might work if you are struggling if you can't if you if you don't feel like you're focused if you feel like it's taking you longer to do things than it should or that you're not quite hitting those targets whatever it might be and you're looking for options and answers then this might be it you you never know so within the document then so these documents not to th I think if there's yeah 13 documents I've got in my folder at the minute and you know next year it might be 15 but the documents include personal goals so there's one document about personal goals uh, and I'll go into more detail on what those goals might be a little bit later. There's a two-page business plan, which is a summary of the bigger picture goals. It might be revenue, numbers of staff, uh, type of clients, uh, the, the value of those clients, uh, officers, yeah, London, New York, Wakefield, uh, and, and tons of other top-line stuff, all top-end uh, goals for the business. And then maybe some more uh, more detailed marketing strategies around that and and. Uh, uh, value proposition and so on. So that's the main, that's like kind of the key document, second to personal goals. Then there's the the vision, which is a document that looks at the next 10 years, three years, and one year. 
and looks at the key result areas for each of those milestones, um, the goals and what we need to be doing to achieve those go- uh, those goals, but not massively detailed, just very top line, just to give me an overview of what needs to be done. Then there's the vision traction document. So basically this breaks down the vision document, the 10, three and one years, the vision traction is the goals for each quarter of that year, uh, which is updated each quarter with jobs being ticked off as they are completed. And these are the jobs that we need to be doing and achieving to be able to move a step closer to those bigger goals. This gives me a good idea of whether we are doing enough to achieve those bigger picture goals and we can pivot or change things or uh, activate things as and when we, we need to. So that's the vision traction doc. I'm not expecting you to remember all these, by the way. And again, if you if you if you want to drop me an email, I'm happy to. I can send you these documents uh, or templates of these documents over, uh, so you can see it in a bit more detail. I'm just I'm just kind of skirting over it and skimming past through all this just to just to give you some insight. So the next document is the organizational checkup. Twenty two questions, actually, they're more like statements. Twenty two statements about the business, and I rate rate each of the statements on a scale of one to five. One being not very good, five being exceptional, and um, and and that's me rating the business personally, how I feel, my instincts about how we're performing on each of those statements. And those statements could be about anything. The, the, the ones I've got is, uh, do you have the right team on the right seats within the business? Okay. And I scale it one to five. And basically, this is really handy for highlighting areas of the business that need particular attention. So let's say, I uh, rate the uh, is our value proposition clear and can it be uh, can it be um, read concisely within seven words or whatever it is I don't think that's one of them but anyway if I score that on a one I know that that is going to need to be looked at and then it will eventually make it onto a to do list somewhere or a strategy and a plan and eventually we'll do something about it and three months later that score might go up to three four and five but at least those twenty two statements all come together uh, to formulate what we need to be doing to to again, move the needle for the business. I love that phrase. Um, Then we've got the purpose checklist. So looking at our purpose and passion as a business and can we articulate it concisely? What, What is our purpose and what are our passions as a business? Can we, and again, can we relay that to people within seven words, within a sentence? Um, team formation. Now, I'm going to go into this in more detail in a future podcast because I think it's really interesting. So I treat my organizational chart as more of a football team formation. So 442, those kind of things. So it's not a top-down, or one of the typical organization chart where you've got the CEO at the top and then you've got this drop-down line that, and then you've got the tier management and then you've got all these minions underneath and it's all sp- that top-down. It's not. We're all basically on a the the same team we're on the same playing field we've all got we've all got we're all working together as a team all right there's not one person steering a ship on their own type of thing it's it's a team effort and so i think the football analogy works really well and it's how i build my team organization and chart and and then i can look at each individuals and figure out where they where they are within the team what what they what their role is how they need to perform to be able to enable us to to reach our goals and so on and so forth so I've got a document that literally is like if you watch if you're a football fan or if you ever watch a football show when they go through the when they announce the teams and you see the footballers appear with their faces and their names and their position on the t- and they go through the, the like, like it's placed out in a football field I have something very similar to that which I know is really bad and and you're probably judging me right now but trust me it works for me and it really helps me focus on 
my team and and each individual's role within that team. You know, I've got a midfielder team, I've got a defensive team, the goalkeeper, blah, blah, blah. And it works brilliantly. You might be into other sports and those analogies might work better for you. So anyway, team formation is one of the documents. We've got the class of clients documents, which is an insight into current clients and goals for future client acquisitions. So we've got all our clients in there um, and there's details about those clients and notes on those clients. And then also clients we'd like to work with in the future or type of clients we would like to acquire and some additional notes and stuff. So that's an important document. Value proposition is a document in and of itself. Um, can, you know, we, you need to be able to sum your business up and what you bring to clients in a sentence, in a paragraph and uh, short and succinctly. And that's an ever evolving document, but we've got a value proposition and then, and there's a few other documents in there as well, but you get the, you get the general gist of it and yours might look a little different to mine, but those documents are there. And I check these documents and update them at least three times a week, religiously every week without fail. And it's just a constant reminder of what I'm trying to achieve, where I'm heading and what I need to be working on with not just the the team, but with clients and our services and the other things on the operating system. Beyond these folders, and again, we're getting really granular now with the tools that I'm using, but beyond these folders, I use Evernote for my weekly to-do list. And Evernote is brilliant because it's on all my devices and it's easy for me to update and it's my digital notepad so on there, I do a weekly to-do list. Let me stress and let me repeat myself there. A weekly to-do list, not a daily to-do list. Really important. Gone are the days of those, uh, I've got to get this done by the end of today. That used to drive me insane. And that, in fact, looking at it, that was one of the key problems I think I was having is the daily to-do list. It was too much pressure to get all those jobs done in a day. So I have a weekly to-do list. These are the jobs that I need to get done within this week, which feels a little less pressure because if I don't get it done on a Monday, it's fine. I've got tomorrow. I got sidetracked today because of all these other, these fires that I had to put out, but it's fine. I'm not going to get to 5.30, 6 o'clock, leave the office and feel depressed because or frustrated because I've not got all these jobs done. Ugh. Whereas now it's a weekly to-do list. And so it's fine. I've got tomorrow. It's fine. And if I get to the end of the week and I'm not done it, it gets moved on to the next week. And the to-do list keeps getting updated and whatever's on the to-do list is really, really important because of the filter process that I use to go from that operating system at the top end through the do, delete, delegate type thing. And, and then eventually if it's on my Evernote to-do list, it's important. It needs to get done at some point in the near future. All right. Okay. So that's that. So that's my weekly to-do list. And I tick each item off as it goes. And it's a love, lovely, fuzzy feeling when you tick off a job once it's done. It's a nice feeling. I very rarely get the full list done within the week, by the way, but 50 to 70% for most weeks uh, is a, a realistic figure. Next, the trusted calendar. Uh, I, there was this time when I hated the calendar. Was, I just uh, avoided it at all costs. I just thought, what was the point? However, uh, I'm now living out of my calendar, which is in Outlook, Office 365. So at the end of every year, so I start at the end of every year, I block out important dates for the following year. I get everything in there. So when we're going to be closing the office for Christmas this year, uh, regular team meetings that need to happen. We have at the minute while we're going through a big stage of growth, we have a regular what we call level 10 meeting with senior members of the team that has to happen every week. And so that gets blocked in. I need to block out time for um, quarterly strategy days. Then there's my own personal holidays, uh, which is important. You need to block those times out. And I can then easily work around that through the hot week, through the year, because it's important to give yourself time off to charge those batteries. 
Um, so that's that. And then any of the dates that are in there, birthdays, uh, uh, whatever else. Um, then at the end of each week, I block out time for the following week based on my to-do list in Evernote. So I've got the to-do, the weekly to-do list in Evernote. I'm Friday afternoon. I'm, I'm thinking ahead now to the following week. And I'm looking at those to-do lists. I'm thinking of the most important jobs that I need to get off of that list. They get blocked into the calendar so that it's a reminder on that each of the days what I need to get done. Now, I don't fill the calendar so there's no room left for any flexibility whatsoever. I just put a handful of jobs in there so that they're locked in. And I know when it gets to that time, it's done. And also, uh, I can't, nobody can book that time up. I'm in control of my calendar and people have to work around that. I'm busy at that moment of time because I've got to do this task. I'm free from whatever time it might be. Which brings me on to the next thing. I use an app called Calendly, um, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y, Calendly, in which I've assigned set days and times that I can be booked in for meetings. This is connected to my Outlook calendar, and this can be shared with anybody using one a little link that takes you to a web page. And then you can book time in on my calendar. My the Calendly knows what time I've got available, depending on what my Outlook calendar looks like. And this works really well for team and for clients wanting to book time with me. And it cuts out that back and forth with emails. How often have you emailed somebody and said, uh, uh, we should, what's your availability like for next week for a meeting? Then they email you back and go, uh, well, I'm available Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, between the hours of blah and blah. Then you email them back and say, oh, well, um, Wednesday I can do blah, blah, blah. Thursday I can do blah, blah, blah. Friday I can do blah. And so, and anyway, 15 emails later, whereas this, you send a link, they go to your your Calendly website, uh, calendar, and it gives you the options of what's available. If you want a 15-minute meeting, these times are available. If you want a 30-minute meeting, these times are available. And if you want a 60-minute meeting, these days and times are available. Cuts out all that back and forth, and it's working brilliantly at the minute, and it saves me so much work, and it just automatically appears in my calendar. Job done, and it's working a treat. Um, and then the next thing in the calendar, and again, this sounds only retentive, I get it, but I colour code the blocks. So green is operating system work. Blue means meetings, purple uh, means lunch, and red is personal stuff, stuff that I'm doing for me, uh, just to keep it simple. So there's just a couple of colour codes in there. Uh, so I can just, at a glance, I can kind of figure out how my week's filling out. And uh, I think having a, a solid calendar in place increases my productivity by at least 50%. So really key to my uh, productivity levels in a week. And it, I literally have that open on my desktop all all the time. And so I can see what I'm supposed to be like. Right now, I've got until three o'clock to record this podcast and I've got 10 minutes left. Um, I'm going to be a little bit over, but that's fine. But at least I've got something to work with. Um, I also work for my trusted notebook, day-to-day notes and thoughts. I, if I have a meeting with somebody, I will always make notes in my notebook and one page per meeting or one page per thought. And this is a really important bit. Date everything. If you have a meeting and you're using a page for that meeting notes, put a date at the top of when you had that meeting. Really good for referencing back uh, on things and it's uh, and it's got me out of the mire on more than a few occasions. So date everything. Um, other tools that I use across my operating system include Outlook for email, uh, the Office 365 suite of apps like Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Teams for all internal and external comms, Pipe Drive for our sales CRM. And that's pretty much it. I try and keep it as simple as possible. I don't really want too many apps because it just clouds and confuses things even more. If the smaller jobs are being done, it starts to feed through to the top end operating system to eventually it starts to pay off on the bigger picture goals. And that's the whole point of it. Those little little tasks, those little jobs 
always roll through to those bigger end goals, um, all that kind of foundational stuff. The system comes to use when I'm having a moment as well. So when my mind struggles and I have a mini mental breakdown, which happens often, um, we all have bad days or weeks. So having this system to help refer back to is incredibly useful. Now, it does sound like a lot of work uh, setting up and on the offset. And, and I totally agree. Yes, it does. There's a lot of work involved, but once it's set up and done and you've instinct and you're, you, you've got, uh, and it becomes second nature to you and it becomes an, uh, an instinctive thing for you to do and use and utilize, honestly, it really does pay off. And I'm seeing it pay dividends at the minute and I can see the business growing quicker than it's ever done before. And this is probably a direct result of this. Okay. So anyway, we all have bad days and weeks. So having this system to revert back to is useful. It helps give you uh, or guide you on what needs to be done next. We've all had that moment where we're, again, staring at a screen and you're like, I've got all these things to do, what needs to be done. But having the calendar there, Evernote there, and all these other processes and those suite of documents, it's just easy to hone you in and, right, I need to focus on this today. And if I can get that done, it's going to help with all these other things. Now, I'm at uh, one with procrastination at the minute. And procrastination is a big problem for everybody but I've become better at diverting procrastination. What do I mean by that? So instead of doing non-important things like scrolling through social media or sitting at a computer screen feeling sorry for myself, I have side tasks that I know I will enjoy doing and so I'll, and that I'll enjoy doing, but I'll feel guilty for doing, i.e. procrastination. Um, so I do those instead of the other bits, the staring at a screen or scrolling through social media. And um, normally this is reading or watching tutorial videos to expand my knowledge. So for example, I had a really bad time last week with procrastination. There was one day in particular in the afternoon and I did 10 minutes of like, oh, I've got all this stuff to do, but my brain's just not working. And I just switched off and I watched a tutorial um, on business. It was a business tutorial and um, it was uh, Bill Gates and, and several others, Steve Jobs, all that. And it was just a really cool documentary. It was a 30 minute documentary and I watched it all. I switched off, watched the documentary. And then once I'd finished watching it, I got back to work and I found that I got more work done after that. Whereas normally I just sit around twiddling my thumbs, just surfing around, just browsing the internet, doing all sorts of just non-important things. Whereas now I can divert the procrastination and do something that I shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't be sat watching uh, YouTube videos while I'm working because there's all this other stuff to be done. But I know procrastination, the procrastination dip is here. I'm going to divert it and I'm going to at least make use of it. And watching those documentaries, reading those blogs uh, is adding to my knowledge base, which, as you know, if you've been following this uh, episode, is part of my operating system. So really important. All right. Final part, personal and business goals and how they define what I do in business. So earlier I mentioned personal goals being at the top of the importance tree when it comes to my operating system documents. And I've had to ask myself over the years, why am I putting myself through this? Why does any of us as business owners put ourselves through what can be utter hell for the most part? All right. And it, and it is, you know, not sugarcoating it. So what do I, why do I do this? Why, what do I want to get out of this? And what do I want my legacy to be? Are questions that I need to ask myself and I need to have answers for those questions. This is all detailed in the personal goals document, which is updated often. And the document is broken up into the following sections. So there's a section on there called life goals, and that's goals for family, holidays, health, wealth, legacy, 
What do I want? And I've, again, it's something that's taken me really weeks to, th- to think about because I've not really thought about it before. I've just been doing it because it's a job and, and, and it's money and I can pay bills. And But I've not really thought about it in greater detail because if it's something that I shouldn't be doing or don't want to be doing, then I could go off and do something else. But I, I luckily... I do want to do this and I have got goals and personal goals and they're clear now. And I've got a real clear outlook on life and what I want from life, uh, career-wise, family-wise and all that. And this document helps to write that down and, and to show me it in and remind me of it. Um, so life goals. Then there's core focus. What are my key focuses right now? What do I need to focus my time on now? There's family, lifestyle, career, health, finances. Then there's a section that is career. What do I want to achieve in my career? So I want to be an author. I want to go to speaking engagements. I want to be a mentor eventually. Um, I want to mentor others and I want to give back. All right. Um, And so there's all this other stuff that's in there as well. Uh, Filmmaking. I still have a burning desire inside to be a filmmaker. So I want to direct. I'm getting getting a bit long in the tooth now. So starting that journey again is a bit difficult, but I want to have a one hit wonder. Part of my career goals is to have a one hit wonder, whether it's a documentary or a short film or a long form feature film. One of those goals is to have a one hit wonder, to just have one project under my belt that I can be really proud of and and do something with. So just to give you an example, then there's short term targets. What do I need to do right now to be able to help me get to achieving those goals? Like another one is I want to own a football team. I want to own a football team, not necessarily a Leeds United or a Huddersfield or a Manchester United or whatever, but a football team of some sort in some form. I want to own one within the next 10 years. So that's on there. And the short term targets are going to help me get to those. Um, Then there's issues. And this is really important. What issues do I currently have in my personal life that I need to sort and solve? And I'm not going to go through them all, and there are a few, but one of them is health. I'm currently in the red on that one, and I need to get fit, I need to lose weight, and I need to look after my general health better than I am doing at the minute. And reading this document two or three times a week reminds me of that. Every time I open this document, there it is in red, and I still haven't done anything about it yet, but I'm working on it. I'm mindful of it, and I'm trying. I I know eventually I'll get to a point where it'll be like, right, I'm doing it now, and I'm in the gym, and I'm eating better. We're heading there, don't get me wrong, but at least this document is reminding me, and it's making me feel bad, and I'm wanting to do something about it. So that's the personal document, and that's how it's broken down. There's a financial section on there, and it details what I want to be earning to enable me to have the lifestyle that I want to have. And I think that's really important because that's what the business is going to do for you. It will deliver the lifestyle that you choose. Um, and at the minute, there's nothing elaborate on there, by the way. It's very modest and uh, I, I'm not materialistic at all. You know, I, I'm quite easily pleased, in fact, with stuff. So I just want to have a comfortable life, debt free and be able to do what I want to do whenever I want to do it. That's all I ask. Um, anyway, knowing all of this gives me a good steer on what I need from business to help facilitate some of those personal goals, mainly financial and career on that respect. The business vision documents sets out what uh, I want the business to look like in 10 years, which is where I expect to exit the business and what it needs to look like in the next three years. It also mentions our core values, the core focus of the business. So what's our purpose and what's our niche and uh, any kind of loose marketing strategy around that. It's the document that sets the wheels in motion for everything else in the operating system. Everything that must, that will just must lead back to the main business vision, those bigger picture goals. So for example, in our bigger picture vision goals, um, at the very top level, we've got a target of 10 million revenue, maximum number of staff of circa 40, and a maximum number of clients. I want to grow the business to a stage where we've got 
clients knocking on our door wanting to work with us, but unfortunately we're saying no because we're at our limit. We've got a, a li- and that's to help us with sustainability because I don't want it to get to that two hundred million pound scale with hundreds of staff, which leaves us vulnerable if there's a downturn in in, in the economy. We're vulnerable, uh, and so get it, reaching our our limit which at the minute is at 10 million revenue, maximum number of staff, maximum number of clients, one in, one out type of scenario is the dream goal for me for this business. And that's where we are currently heading. Does that make sense? Oh, I do hope so. So there you have it. Anyway, oh, that's a ramble. Anyway, hope you got most of that. And uh, even if you just grab a few things, a few takeaways from that, but that's what I'm currently going through when it comes to keeping organized my day-to-day, my operating system. And I genuinely believe it's important that you have that. All right. So if, if I was to give any advice, I was to offer any kind of any motivation on this is know your operating system and work to it. It will feed your you and your business and your goals and your ambitions. All right, then lessons learned from this then. So as a business owner, there is a lot of information that you are responsible for. The slightest oversight or missing something could cost thousands and slow the growth of the business down. All right, that's how important it is. Keeping organized is super important and uh, key to doing a good job. You you are CEO of your business. You're managing director of your business. You have a role. You have a job. You have a responsibility. Just like anybody else in the business, you'd accept them, expect them all to follow processes and systems. You need to have one too. I think it's really important. Uh, using all the tools available, you've got a lot of tools at your disposal. I was, I don't, I'm not a believer in going crazy and using every tool available, but using the types of tools. So digital from paper and pen and so on. Dealing with procrastination, diverting attention, so at least you are doing something useful. I believe procrastination, by the way, is patience in disguise. Think about that for a sec. It's your brain or body telling you to have a break or telling you that you need more time doing the thing that you're doing right now. Uh, Having everything documented, named and written down is incredibly useful. And it can take weeks and months to define your operating system. And everybody, I believe, needs an operating system. And there you have it. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, an open and honest account of how I'm attempting to grow a video media business from the ground up. And I must stress, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm just sharing my journey. And if it motivates you, then great job done. You can follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. We are on pretty much all of them now. I'm all over social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those. And if you want to reach me directly, and if you've got any questions, a lot of information in this episode. So if you need to me to recap anything or send you any uh, template documents over, get in touch, drop me an email, dannylacy at stardomedia.co.uk. Danny Lacey, uh, that's D-A-N-N-Y-L-A-C-E-Y at starder, S-T-A-D-A, media.co.uk. And that's it. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. And join me on the next episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. <laughs>